0: If yeah. and I think that's a big difference between like um, people in those phases, because I know I, I just think about sophomore year of college, Mallory. I didn't. I
1: mean, it, I didn't think about those things. So, you know, then what's the I point? think I think with that too, sophomore Mallory like the future seemed far away to her you know that's and I think that's kind of how Casey was thinking too she wasn't thinking about a career or jobs yeah. or being a mom or what you know anything that should have been her priority because right she was young and she yeah. it all felt so distant to her I think so you know and yikes because her future was then like her I know future- can't relate to cancel culture
0: views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers enjoy hello everyone you are listening to those other girls with mallory and friends i'm mallory and i'm abby and we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values okay you guys so today's episode i'm really really excited about um and something i've wanted to do for a while and we've done one already we did one on um Chris Watts with Caroline I almost a year ago I think and that is like our most listened one of our most listened to episodes um so it's this top this type of genre this genre of a podcast is very popular and I'm super excited to get into it we are going to do a few true crime episodes throughout this show and we're going to see how everybody likes it if you guys are absolutely loving it please let us know on wherever you listen message us email us however you wanted to tell us um and we will keep it up if you're like eh I'm not so much into it we're still gonna do it just not as much um okay so I guess first we're going to talk about just like why we want to do true crime. And um, also, Abby, introduce yourself. Like, tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. My name is Abby. I'm currently in my third year of law school out in San Diego, California. Oh, so, that's
0: even cooler. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's It's been good. I was raised in Minnesota. So it's a nice change of pace moving out <laughs> here for law school. Um, but yeah. And thank you so much, Mallory, for having me on the podcast. I really was looking forward to this like all weekend. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess this all kind of started because uh, I, Mallory and I actually don't really know each other. I mean, we follow each other on Instagram and like, you know, yeah, know each other and that's too, about but, it. Yeah, (laughs) circles and stuff. But yeah, uh, some of us were talking in one of our Facebook groups about how it's a little frustrating sometimes that the true crime world can be a little woke. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're just trying to avoid some of that stuff, it's sometimes hard to find podcasts that don't have that. So we thought, well, why don't we just, you know, make our own place at the table. Yes,
0: exactly. And that's what I was going to say, like, um, we don't really know each other, but we both like true crime. And the idea behind us doing this is really just so you can hear these different stories and we'll probably start off with a lot of famous ones the different ones without the little like wokeness in the back or without the little like I don't know you know how people can be if you listen to true crime you know exactly the big ones and I mean you know I still listen to them I might like roll my eyes at a certain part but I also listen to them because they're very interesting and like the way they do their shows but um yeah that's really just the whole purpose of this We really hope you guys like it. So our first um, episode, I guess, in this is going to be talking about Casey Anthony. Um, She, I remember when this happened, I don't remember what grade I was in, but I do remember it happening. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this lady is so crazy. I can't believe she killed her kid. Wow. It's going to be great when she's in jail. And then we'll talk about whether that happened or not, if you don't know the story. I'm sure most people do know the story. Um, So this might be some new information. It might be some different information. Some of the stuff I watched, some research I did, Um, I actually heard some new stuff. So hopefully we can give you guys at least some new information, or if not, just a refreshing take on it. Because also too, you know, we're both Christians, so we're going to see and speak about things through our worldview, um, as opposed to some other people who might be, um, sharing the story so anyway Abby take it away
1: all right so Casey Anthony this I am fascinated by this story I just it blows my mind still how it ends up but yeah <laughs> I'll get I to know it.
0: yeah
1: all right so Casey Anthony was born on March 19th 1986 in Warren Ohio to her parents George and Cindy Anthony so from everything I read, it seems like she had a really traditional upbringing. Like, you know, she went yeah. to school, she had two loving parents, she had an older brother, like she had a lot of friends. Um, So, I mean, you know, it's just kind of like shocking to hear all the stuff that went down with her. Cause it seems like she just came from a very like normal background.
0: Yeah. And I think that also kind of shows that crazy doesn't care about like who you are. So if someone's going to be crazy, psychotic or a psychopath because I also I forgot to mention I also saw it's this YouTube channel now that like shows um oh gosh it's like it shows people's police why am I not thinking of the words the, the when interrogations um okay. so it shows people's interrogations and um they uh analyzed hers her very first one and I, I want to say the second one and they the YouTube channel was saying how it was definitely like she's a
1: psychopath
0: like she
1: yeah is void well, of emotion um, I mean so I mean it, even in my research it everything I read basically said that she had like a habitual lying problem like yeah from very early on in life like there was one story where she was like she was like set to graduate high school and she invited her parents her grandparents to her high school graduation and like she did this knowing full well that she was like several credits short of graduating and she just like invited them and they all showed up and she like didn't graduate and I was kind of like girl like what was your plan yeah yeah okay (laughs)
0: so Stephanie Harlow who I love on YouTube she talks about that too and she said this is also too what I think is very interesting and you can see it throughout like when all this stuff happens with her daughter but her parents knew And they just went along with it. Nobody else in their family knew. They just made up stuff and her parents knew and went along with her just
1: being there. That is so crazy. Right. You've got to wonder, like, you know, just kind of the enabling of her parents might have caused a little bit of that issue. Yeah. But yeah, and then- she did the same thing when she got pregnant. So it's like oh, she's yeah, gaining yeah. weight and her family was kind of like, hey, Casey, like what's going on? And she she literally told them she was a virgin and they were like, I mean, okay. And again, I was like, what is your end goal here? Like, you're going to have a baby eventually. You yeah. Know? You can't just hide it. But yeah. yeah, she eventually fessed up and she gave birth to her daughter, Kaylee Anthony on August 9th, 2005. So- Kaylee's father has never been publicly revealed. Like people have speculated and a lot of people, I guess, thought it was her le- She had like an ex-fiance or something, which I don't really know how that all went down because she was only yeah. 19 when she had Kaylee. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Yeah, but I guess uh, DNA evidence said, like showed that it wasn't him. So still like nobody really knows who her father was. I wonder she, if she even knows. She probably that knows well, that. That's the thing too, because in a lot of places I read that she had told her family like multiple different men who were the father like she was either lying or didn't know or was just guessing (laughs) who knows that's so crazy and for the men that are listening that's why you just don't sleep around
0: with anyone like you just I mean you you can't yeah you have to be careful it's
1: yeah do you want to have a kid with this person like it's a question you might want to ask yourself (laughs) yeah and I just can't imagine that's that's wild yeah yeah super crazy um yeah. so early on Casey considered giving up Kaylee for adoption but her parents specifically her mom Cindy convinced her not to and Casey, were they religious uh, sorry to cut you off were they were her parents religious? no uh, you're I didn't read anywhere that they were but okay. they did have a very like traditional family it seems okay like. um, yeah I
0: didn't either and I'm just thinking like now we're talking about it I'm thinking like I feel like they seem you know hey we'll help raise it don't have the abort stuff like that I feel like that's very like Christiany. so I'm kind of and then thinking she's a virgin at 19 and stuff like that I feel like that's very
1: Christian yeah I almost wonder if she like kind of felt guilty or something like if she had been raised Christian if she Uh, wanted her parents to think she was a virgin because she didn't want to be sinning or yeah yeah or Mm. yeah and I know like family values are very very important to Christians and you know it would probably break a grandmother's heart to see her daughter oh yeah baby for adoption so I I think you know it's it's possible I didn't read it anywhere but yeah me neither could be (laughs) um okay where was I so yeah then so Casey and Kaylee lived with Casey's parents in their Orlando home, uh, up until June of 2008, which is kind of when it gets real with all this stuff. Uh, so the spiral, guess, right, exactly. so Casey and Kaylee moved out of George and Cindy's house in early June of 2008, and they moved in with Casey's ex-boyfriend and one of her friends which I, that, that really struck me. Cause I was like, that sounds like a terrible environment for that's an awful. So quick story real quick in college. Um,
0: I was friends with this group of people and they had a guy that was staying in their house. And this guy was dating this girl with the kid. And I'll just never forget. She brought the kid around and, you know, I love kids, nothing against kids, but like we were in college and it just didn't make sense. For her to bring her child around and we not not me I would never put money into this but some of the guys bought a keg and the baby is there and is like walking over to the keg and the guy is like pouring you know doing the thing putting himself like um some beer and she's like, juice, juice. And he's like, no, this is adult juice. And I was like, oh my God, I need to leave. Like everybody in this house is going to be in trouble for child endangerment. Oh my I cannot gosh, yeah, imagine. Is anybody watching
1: this child? <laughs> yeah, and I'm
0: like, someone do something with the baby. Like, why is the baby here? We're, ha- we're trying to have a party. Like, where where's your mother? It was just, and I just, when, I, when you said that, that made me think of that. Like, why I just could not bring... I can't imagine bringing a, a child into an environment like that. I'm not saying that they were having keggers and doing all this crazy stuff, but like, I just can't imagine like, yeah, we're going to challenge that because when you're young and you don't have kids, your lifestyle is very different than when you are older and or even when you are young and have kids or your lifestyle should be different if you have kids. And I just, that's crazy. Yeah,
1: And I think that's a, the problem. A lot of times when people have kids really young, especially when they're unmarried, yeah. It's, you know, they, they don't have the maturity to know that they, that like a baby is a huge, huge change to yeah. make in your life. And you need to actually like make those changes, not just like continue living the lifestyle you were living
0: yeah and just
1: like, you know, kind of tend to the kid when you want to, because that's not yeah. how a kid works. A kid becomes your whole life.
0: Right. Right. And you're right. I think that the maturity is the biggest issue. And that's why I really think like family is a good families are important because if at least if your mother and your your father and maybe even your grandparents are kind of helping you out it could maybe straighten you up a little bit but you know like you said a lot of unwed mothers especially and I mean even fathers because I feel like it could be even worse with fathers because they don't nine times out of ten they don't even have custody over the child so they can go out and do whatever they want when their responsibility should be for
1: that child yeah absolutely totally agree (laughs) But I'm yeah, I mean already continue. Casey and her parents had a fight similar to what we were talking about because I guess everything kind of you know went to a head on June fifteenth, two thousand eight, which was Father's Day, which makes <sighs> it even more sad. But I guess yeah, that day, Casey took Kaylee, hopped in a car, and that was kind of the last time her parents saw her. So, oh gosh. which is just on so Father's Day, on yeah. Father's Day, yeah um it's just it's so heartbreaking because I mean they didn't know at the time either that that was the last time they were ever going to see their granddaughter it yeah just, and to still like not really know the truth of what happened just must be
0: yeah and then and I'll get to it at the end but also too knowing that it was on father's day just says so much to like how her relationship with her father her father is today that yeah. Just, oh, that, yeah
1: wow mm-hmm. foreshadowing wow all right Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so so during the time Kaylee was missing like her I her parents I think like from from what I what I got from everything I read like they caught on pretty quick that like something was up yeah like they were calling Casey and being like where's Kaylee like what's going on you know and Casey she was just living it up like she so she like they they looked at her internet history, you know, when they were investigating, obviously. And she yeah. was looking up like shot girl costumes and she was spotted uh on June 20th. So five days after they stormed out of her parents' house at a local nightclub participating in a hot body contest. Like and that's the blue dress first that's of the all. Dress picture, what? Right? Yes,
0: yes, okay, that one. Okay, yeah.
1: And I mean, like what nightclub is? having that's yeah
0: disgusting. like and what year was this again
1: 2008 okay
0: that's I, was that a thing back then that's to me that's so I weird like I, I wouldn't want to participate
1: that's to so me weird. that just screams like girls gone wild spring break like, yeah
0: <laughs> know, like,
1: yeah girl like, you have a child <laughs> yeah
0: I, I mean that's the other part too I just I think that people we're living in such a culture now where people just want to continue their adolescence. And like, Mm -hmm. I think people should just realize your life changes with a child. And I, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't have kids or anything like that, but like, I see different things on social media and people just want to keep living that life. And you just can't do that. Certain things change. And I think that's another problem that we have in society. We just don't want to move on to the next phase. Even when you're married, certain things in your life should change when you're married than it should be when you're not married. And people don't want to do that either. People want to kind of stay in this, like, I don't know, college free bubble that we had, but it's just not sustainable and it's not it's not right it's not fair to the kids either
1: yeah i feel like too it's become just so like accepted and even celebrated to kind of like live that lifestyle yeah. you know and i don't know like i've kind of tried that lifestyle in my life and i like it never brought me happiness you know yeah it's yeah it's not something that's like it might bring you temporary pleasure to you know be like partying all the time and like you know live this kind of frivolous lifestyle but it's never going to bring you lasting happiness no and it's not sustainable no I mean
0: I I kind of I tried it ish in the sense of like there was a time like in college where we would do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. But then I realized it wasn't as wild when I hear other people's stories. I'm like, oh, I, I was like, I was going wild. But like I hear other people's like, maybe I wasn't going that wild. But anyway, my point being like, it's just not sustainable because after a while you're tired, money, you don't have any, you lose money. And then one of the things that um, I know for myself now is like, when you have goals, when you have things that you need to accomplish, you can't just be spending your time and energy and money on other things. So I know that I'll, um, I'll say specifically my sophomore year, so that's what I think it was at my height of my quote unquote partying. Um, at my sophomore year, I really didn't have, like, I feel like I just didn't care about the future. Like I care, but not really. Um, like I had dreams and goals and stuff, but not like I do now. Like Now, obviously, like, I do like to go out in the sense of, like, I like dancing, I like being with my friends, but I just, I know I can't do it every single weekend, and it's limited because I have the podcast, I have a job, I mean, that's another thing too, like, if you have a career, you're not going to risk your career by being photographed at a hot girl's uh nightclub thing if you have a career you're not going to risk spending all of this money when or I'm sorry if you have like an if you're doing something entrepreneur you're not going to risk spending all this money at a club trying to impress people who don't care about you when you have to invest in your microphone and your camera and a new laptop like it's just if yeah. And I think that's a big difference between like um people in those phases because I know I I just think about sophomore year of college Mallory I didn't I mean I didn't think about those things so and
1: what's the point I think with that too sophomore Mallory like the future seemed far away to her you know and I think that's kind of how Casey was thinking too she wasn't thinking about a career or jobs or being a mom or what you know anything that should have been her priority because she's young and she it all felt so distant to her I think so you know and yikes because her future was then like, her I know future is now. I mean, the problem here is that like <laughs> there were consequences and like huge ones <laughs> yeah yeah like, starting partying a little in college like you know it's fine like yeah yikes uh,
0: okay
1: yeah so she yeah she was like living it up this whole time what but then on July 15th uh George and Cindy her parents because so I guess like when she drove off from their house it was a car in George's name and she had left it like in a parking lot for like several days and it ended up getting impounded and he got notified when it got impounded so he went to pick it up and this is like kind of when the investigation gets started because when he went to pick up the car he said he was overwhelmed by this just awful smell and Cindy like lost it like and she Uh made like a whole bunch of 911 calls and basically was like my granddaughter Kaylee's missing. Like, we just picked up this car. It smells awful. Like, I don't know what to do. And she pretty much demanded that Casey was arrested, like, because she was just so freaked out about the whole thing and obviously assumed the worst. And so, yeah, the following, the very next day they started the investigation and it gets like pretty weird. (laughs)
0: Like, yeah, I know
1: where you're going with
0: this. It's so weird. She's weird. Like,
1: so we we touched on Casey's habitual lying, and it comes back in a very strange way. <laughs> but <laughs> she, I guess, first told police that Kaylee was with her nanny named Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez, who they called Zanny, and like, I personally really enjoy. Zanny the nanny I think that's just
0: oh yeah yeah whenever anybody says that I'm like oh I like that that's
1: the the media just like went nuts with it too which I'm like yeah all right right. I I see you (laughs) yeah I I get it makes sense (laughs) yeah so she told investigators that Zanny had run off with Kaylee on June 9th which I was like your parents saw Kaylee more recently than that so that's a terrible lie first of all and then she like brought them to Zanny's apartment but it was empty and they were like, where even are we? (laughs) It was just like weird. I just imagine
0: her, really quick, sorry. I just Mm -hmm. imagine her doing like in the movies where like you go to the apartment and like, I guess she's made up the scenario that this lady has run away with her child. And like, you know, in the movies where they're like trying to catch like a thief or something and they go to their house and then their house is empty because they weren't really living there. And I just imagine her thinking like, yeah, this plot for that movie, that's going to work for here in real life. They're going to believe me.
1: Like, yeah. (laughs) So it's just crazy. Also, kind of shows how, again, short-sighted she was. It's like, yeah. oh, I have this great lie; they'll totally believe me. But it's like, they're police; they're gonna follow through <laughs> on this investigation. They're gonna figure it out. Like, again, yeah. what's your plan here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that ended up being a bust. And then, so I don't totally understand how this ties into the story. If she like was trying to lead them to Kaylee or what, but she told investigators that she had a job at Universal Studios and she like dragged them to Universal Studios for some reason again I don't really understand fully how yeah I don't it was in like every article
0: yeah everything (laughs) I heard they talked about and I was I still was kind of confused I guess it just showed
1: like how much of a liar she was well it's the same day that this zanny the nanny thing happened and it's like right after and she takes them to Universal Studios and she like Brought them inside, and she was like pretending she knew people and stuff. She was like saying, "Oh hey, hey," and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna take you to my office." And she, and eventually, she was just like, she like I guess didn't know what to do, and she was just like, "Yeah, yeah I don't really work here." And the police were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> that, and I think that is the cra Well,
0: other than you know the end, I think that's the craziest part that she would go through with that. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we in our in our flesh lied about things and then? We went ahead and stopped because when you, especially, oh my gosh, especially to like law enforcement, like oh how, gosh. why would you lie to the police? Like, I just, that is just so crazy that, I mean, she took them all the way to the plate. I think the part where she just goes to the door and, and this is how I imagine She like goes to the door and then she turns around and goes, psych, I don't really work here. And like, what, what does she think was going to happen next?
1: Yeah, I I don't know, but uh police were not amused. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: crazy. Uh,
1: they they charged her with what was it? oh gosh, I lost my place, uh, interfere, it was, yeah, lying to investigators, and interfering with criminal investigation, and they tacked on child neglect, too, just because they still didn't know where Kaylee yeah. was, so, uh,
0: yeah, it's like, okay, but where's Kaylee,
1: this yeah, is like, okay, thanks but... for taking us on this wild goose chase, but we right. still don't know anything about what we actually came here to investigate, so they right. were unimpressed, just to say, that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she, ended up, so there was a bond hearing then on July 22nd, 2008, and uh, they introduced two new pieces of evidence. So police, like between the time that Casey got arrested and this bond hearing, they had taken a cadaver dog to the car, the one that George got from the impound lot. And they said that a dog alerted to the scent of human remains in the trunk. Can again you really
0: quick explain what a cadaver dog is for people who don't know who might not know sure
1: so dogs have like a heightened sense of smell like way better than any human could ever do so they train these dogs like to alert to the scent of like decomposing human basically mm-hmm. and so if they smell it they alert to it and it's actually pretty reliable evidence from what it seems like yeah so yeah they use them a lot they do yeah yeah it's it's crazy i mean it's it's kind of similar a similar concept to like drug dogs like you know when you're at the airport and you're like yeah they got a a dog sniffing everyone's bags and stuff it's kind of the same concept but for dead bodies a little more unpleasant but yeah (laughs) yeah um so that was the first piece of evidence and then the second was uh cindy like did a sworn admission saying that she saw kaylee after june 9th which was when casey claimed zanny the nanny kidnapped her basically So they introduced those at the bond hearing, and the judge was like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on here. This girl seems whack. So (laughs) he set the bail for $500,000. Yeah. I was like, whew. It's because, I mean, for what she was charged with, that is very high. Like Usually it's like murder and stuff that's $500,000. Like, for interfering with an investigation, lying to investigators and child neglect. Like, I mean, those are, like, child neglect especially is an awful crime, but it's, like, bond for that is not normally that high yeah yeah I mean he probably
0: recognized like okay something's off just tell us where the child is and I think it got to a point because in one of the um things I was listening to someone was like at first they were like well maybe she's just trying to hide cuz she has a, a toxic relationship with her mom. Maybe she's just trying to hide the child from her mom. Just let us know just so we know that the child is safe. That's all we want to know. And she just would not say anything. She just would not tell them where the kid was. So after a point it's just kind of like okay, if you're not going to tell us. Same with um and the more recent one, um Lori, you know who I'm talking about, um she was Mormon and She had the two kids... Oh, Daybill, Lori Daybill was that?
1: Is that am I, I of okay. Lori I know what you're talking about, but I haven't actually done a deep dive on it yet. Okay. But my mom was telling me she watched some documentary on this. Okay, love to watch it, but I haven't yet. So that's crazy. Maybe it we'll cover so, that one sometime. Yeah, yeah, we
0: should because that's a more recent and she yeah. was crazy too. But I mean, it's the same concept of like you have to tell us where your children are. Like it's now it's getting to be ridiculous. Like at first it was like okay maybe that you have a good reason for hiding your child. Now it's like okay you need to. Tell us, or legal action has to be done, right? I think that's like at that point they
1: just don't have a choice. Like it's their granddaughter, you know. Yeah, need to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she gets this bond set for five hundred thousand dollars, and on August twentieth, so like a month later, almost, uh, this California bounty hunter. I'm not really totally familiar with what a bounty hunter is, but that's how he was
0: described. Yeah, I don't get it either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. But he
1: is. he posted her bail. And because he, he's like, was hoping that she would tell him something. And I'm like, hey, oh. good luck, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's and, interesting. I haven't heard that part.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which was, like, weird. No, it, it yeah. gets weird. Like, she okay. is in and out of jail, like, a few times. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, she, so she doesn't tell him anything obviously and he's kind of like okay great well (laughs) I just wasted (laughs) wasted all that money (laughs) cool Uh, but she was arrested again on august 30th uh for writing checks on her friend's checking account without permission which i thought was like kind of just random little like yeah dude you're already in trouble with the law like are you trying to make it worse yeah (laughs)
0: like they probably get arrested because they're like okay we need to get this chick in jail because she's not she's crazy and then it's also like why would you like do that first of all why would you do that to your friend and you should be on your best behavior if you are out <laughs> yeah, on seriously.
1: your best behavior Ugh, just yeah but wow. then her parents put up her bail mm-hmm. to get her back out so she was ba- she was released again on September 5th so it's just like it's a crazy just couple of months in here you know that yeah. happened for her it's the, this investigation this in and out of jail like And then she goes back again because she, so this I found odd, but, uh, there were new, uh, check fraud charges. So she did it again, the same thing with the checks, Uh, but she turned herself in this time, which I was like, I don't really understand what's happening here. And her bond that time was only $1,250, which I was like, that's a huge difference between the 500,000 it was before, but okay. Um, And yeah, like during this whole time, like you can, you can just tell the whole thing's really hard on her family because, uh, I, at one point they found a gun in George's truck
0: Uh.
1: and they were like, I mean, I, I, I didn't read anywhere that she got in like any huge trouble for it or anything, but it was technically in violation of her bond to have a gun on the premises where she was living. So, and George apparently said he had the gun so that he could use it to force Casey's friends to tell him what happened to Kaylee, which I was like, Oh, George, I don't know if I believe that. But no. <laughs> to be honest, I was thinking
0: George was going to like hurt himself because George took this really hard. I feel like he took it yeah. harder than everyone else.
1: Yeah, well, there was one occasion where they found him in a hotel room, like and he was under the influence of either alcohol or medication oh wow and he like had sent his family members a bunch of like disturbing text messages and they found a suicide note and like it was a whole weird thing and I was like oh George George, dude yeah Yeah, I feel for him because I mean going through something like this with your daughter like oh my god it's just gotta
0: like you lost your I'm sure he knows because um in one of the documentaries they said that he was a police officer I think a former police Mm -hmm. officer so I'm sure he's he's not stupid he knows that his granddaughter is dead but then to just imagine that your daughter did it like that, just, I can't even imagine like psychologically, like you raised a murderer. Like how would I I can't even,
1: it's gotta be so hard to come to terms with, I would think. I think that's why so many, like, I mean, you're a true crime junkie. Like I am Yeah, yeah. in in so many of these stories, it's like these parents just stand by their child through the end. Like they, they maintain their innocence fully. And I'm like, despite all of the evidence that's against yeah. them, it's obvious they did the thing they're being accused of, but it's like, as a parent, I'm guessing it's just so hard you for them it, yeah. come to come terms with that they just yeah. can't let themselves go there, which is so yeah. sad. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, where, where was I? Let's see. Okay. Oh, and then, so then Zanny the nanny. So, the thing that I found odd is Casey like fully made up this Zanny the nanny like there was no Zanny the nanny like she just totally made it up as I, I don't know on the spot to pin this on someone or I don't yeah. know but turns out there was a woman who had the same name that I mentioned before <laughs> that Zaneda Hernandez Gonzalez that was and strange she- to me too I never understood
0: yeah. like how did that happen
1: because it was like
0: that's not like a common name no (laughs) and not in America for being honest like yeah yeah yeah. so I
1: was like that's crazy that like there actually was a person who like had that name so yeah she filed a defamation suit against Casey which I was like yeah good for her
0: like that's that was crazy because then they like interrogated her and it turned out she didn't even
1: know who Casey was it was like I don't know yeah I don't
0: know this woman. that's so she, crazy. they had no
1: connection and yeah he invented this fictional person but it's like did she know who she was somehow or yeah but it's just either way it's terrible because this poor Zanny was kind of getting her name dragged through the mud. I was gonna for say literally her, no reason and I, mean, I don't blame her for wanting to file a defamation suit you know yeah it, and I she, think especially getting she was probably getting approached by reporters and all that I mean it was a huge media circus so you just got to feel bad for her I mean just getting dragged into it and she like doesn't even know her
0: yeah and especially at the beginning because I think um everybody was believing her at least they believed a little bit of what she said that this nanny could somehow be involved so I'm sure there she probably had reporters probably had death threats because I mean, that's not a common name. So anybody that even knew her was probably like, What? That's so and
1: so. She works at blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I didn't really see anywhere where she lived, but if they were in the same city or close by or something, yeah. I mean, it could be plausible for people. But yeah. So yeah. Cool. I, mean, I know. I it has for... made quite the mess for people. Yeah. <laughs> um, for real. So yeah, that's. I'm gonna turn it over to you now, Mallory. Mallory did a little more of the research on the actual trial, the indictment, and the trial, and all that kind of stuff. So I'll turn it over to you.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. So we left off. Okay. So they found that the extra person, the rando, who had the same name, and it was not the person that she didn't even know. So then eventually. a I believe it was a gardener found her remains and they the remains were so decomposed I guess let me look
1: up the actual date really quick I should have. oh I think I have it oh Uh, perfect December 11th so this is six six months months. yeah
0: after she has she was last seen so they found her remains and she was so decomposed they could not tell how she died there was no way they could determine how she died So then that's when they decided to send her to have her on trial. It was such a crazy media circus that they had to get people that did not live in her town because everybody had an opinion. And what I think this was one of the first ones that like everybody, I think this kind of got people into true crime because- Um, I remember even talking it was on the news all the time and then I remember seeing on the news how people were coming to their house they were coming to Casey uh, Anthony's parents house and they were calling her a murderer they're saying where's what happened to Kaylee blah 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 Um, and that's kind of I think the beginning of when all of this kind of started to spiral because I think this was the first really big major I mean there was OJ Simpson before this um
1: this That's came right after Scott Peterson, too, so yeah. I think people were really riled up about that, because, I, I mean, people get really, really angry, especially when children are involved. Yeah. In the Scott Peterson case, his wife, Lacey, was pregnant when he murdered her, and I yeah. think something about that just really, like, sets people off with this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, Watts, too. We saw it with that. Like, when there's children involved, people just are yeah people oh, try it. I mean rightfully so
0: right and people take the thing the matter into their own hands which I do think is I'm not gonna lie I do think that's kind of odd like I wouldn't go to someone's house and scream "murderer." like I don't really see the purpose of that but I understand people's passions about it um and this was right before social media too so thank god because I can't even imagine what would have happened to her on social probably what happened to Chris Watts on social media but um yeah. anyway so that the, they had to get people from another state to come and do um the trial so this the trial to me is probably the saddest part and i talked about um how I felt bad for george her dad because you guys she threw the lawyer for her threw her dad under the bus and said that trigger warning her dad like sexually assaulted her there has been no evidence there was no like this came out of nowhere and her dad to this day swears up and down that he never touched her but that was part of their defense um what her lawyer said and i just think that is That's so great.
1: I have thoughts on this go so, ahead say your like thoughts like i said i am am a i'm a third year law student so you know if all goes well and i pass the bar next summer I'm no. willing <laughs> i will be a lawyer soon so i Just crappy lawyers like this who do crappy things and let people lie on the stand and just are so cutthroat. They'll just do anything they can to like win their case. I have no respect for because we, every lawyer in America takes an oath to zealously represent their client and uphold the constitution. And that is not what this man did when he let her lie on the stand like that. And you can get disbarred for stuff like that. And this this guy went on to represent tons more people. He's the same attorney that Aaron Hernandez had.
0: Yeah. He does and, famous people now, I think, right? Oh yeah. Does, a lot yeah. of
1: high profile cases. Yeah. It's terrible. So he case. never faced any consequences for this. And he does like dirty tactics and stuff. And I just, as someone who's going into that profession, I take that personally almost. <laughs> and I just, I just, I don't have any respect for it.
0: Yeah it's no integrity and I think that I think what people get and this is how, why people think lawyers are so evil and, and sleazy and everything is people get caught up in the we have to win at all costs and you just I you just can't like they ruined this man's reputation. I from the videos and everything I watch I don't think the average for like crime junkie i don't think we believe it but i think just regular sarah who watched the trial or like who heard about it in passing she probably thinks that and i think that's so terrible i think that these, the
1: types of, these are the types of lawyers that get all the attention too you know it's yeah. like they're the ones on the news they're the ones that you always hear about and that's why everyone's like oh lawyers are such scumbags and I'm <laughs> like guys i promise some of us are good people <laughs> And these
0: are the ones that are sensationalized, like, and this is going to sound terrible, but I do think him adding in the, like, child um, sexual assault, like, I think that made people even more interested, and that gets even more media attention, and then that gets his name out there, because, oh, this is something different, especially because it came out of left field, and in the documentary I was watching, um, they said that their lawyer called, I want to say it was the day before, and let them... Me, and let them know that that was going to be part of Casey's defense and I I just can't imagine I can't imagine being him I cannot imagine being his wife and like how do you let someone do that to your dad like I just I um, like thinking about that just I would never like that is I, I can't I would say there has to be another way there has to be another way for us to make my point than to throw your dad under
1: the bus well
0: that is just. Yeah.
1: Uh, and and just letting his client perjure herself essentially like that
0: too I mean she broke the law but you know she's never going to be held accountable for that because it's over now yeah um but yeah so that was part of her defense that her dad um sexually assaulted her and they I mean in the clips that they showed he full-on like described things like made things up that there is no documented evidence there is no it came out of left field. Like it wasn't, nobody in her history said she had mentioned it. It just came out of left field. Um, so the problem, part of the problem with the prosecution, yeah, the prosecution was that they d- could not tell them what happened to the body. Because um, when they interviewed some of the, ju- well, I'll go ahead and say the jury verdict. So after, I wanna say they deliberated for like a day or so. Um, they came back with the verdict of not guilty on all accounts except for what you mentioned the child endangerment um lying to the police and then the other one but all the other things so like first degree second degree murder all that stuff she was found not guilty um and one of the interview one of the jurors and he said that part of the problem was he said it doesn't mean she didn't do it it just means that the prosecution didn't prove that she did it, which I think is uh what is that called? Uh, uh it's like um a different proof or like I feel like that's like the phrase when people say that's something without distinction. Like, I feel like that's just so, um, semantics. Like, if yeah. you think she murdered, then she's guilty. Like, whether they yeah. I don't know, I had to say whether they proved it or not, like if she did but then again even if mean, i said i'm like no that's not right either like you have to like i, I it's such a hard yeah
1: when it comes to criminal law that's just kind of like how the system works because the, the defense or sorry the prosecution does have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt which the annoying thing about the burdens of proof is nobody actually has a definition for them but they tell us in law school it's like 99 you have to be like over 99 percent sure If you're a juror and you're going to convict someone, you have to be super sure they did it. And I guess they just didn't meet that burden. But then that's why I, this is how I like to explain it to people, how, so they can kind of conceptualize how they know she did it, but they couldn't convict her. It's like OJ Simpson, he was acquitted too, but he had a civil trial too, where the burden of proof is much lower in a civil trial. The burden of proof is only by a preponderance of the evidence. So that basically means like more likely than not. He caused the wrongful death and he lost in that trial. So basically it's just, it's just the burdens of proof that you have yeah. to go by. And in a civil trial, it's much lower. So,
0: well, that is just, that's tough. Cause like, so I'm very much, i constitutionalist. I think that our laws for the most part Uh, they've worked pretty fine but it's just tiny moments like these people slipping through the cracks i just think that is just so i mean i don't know a person in america that does not think she did it like she was coined for a lot of years the most hated woman in america i honestly can't think of anyone else other so oj simpson and casey anthony are the two people i can think of that like that got away with it and everybody knows it like every and i feel like even so some people still say, O.J. Oh, Simpson didn't do it. I don't think anyone says that about Casey Anthony. And right. I just, which, well, I'll get into that afterwards, just about that whole aspect too. But like, I just, that's so crazy. So the juror, the juror of the interview said that. And I think that, uh, and he said that the problem was they didn't know where um, or how she was murdered. It was just, they couldn't prove how she was murdered. So one of the theories um, that, they they put forth two theory well two theories were put forth uh, and it's interesting because the mother believes one thing and the father believes something else so the mother um believes that they Casey went outside and fell into the pool and drowned um and Kaylee sorry Kaylee fell into the pool and drowned and Casey didn't know how to wake her back up or resuscitate her and like she freaked out and then
1: she just disposed of the body now that makes absolutely no sense yeah Um, again I think that's probably just her mom's way of protecting herself from the reality that her daughter is a murderer I, I was just about to say that I
0: think that's yeah. definitely like, I can't, be, like, I just, I cannot believe I would raise a murder. I just cannot believe that. And so then you make up these wild scenarios. Cause that was another, that was a scenario that the defense, I believe put forth as well. And someone in the documentary said that they just went outside one day, was looking at the house. and was like, oh, there's a, a ladder in the pool. Let's say that. The, no evidence like there's no evidence no proof and also too yeah. you can't tell because of the decomposition of the body you can't even tell so they just said it's the pool thing so that's what the mother believes so the father believes he said that she is like Kaylee would sleep for hours like 11 hours and he was like he thought that was a little strange so he thinks that she was um giving her like sleeping stuff like stuff to make her sleep maybe even Xanax but Xanax doesn't make you sleepy, right?
1: See, I, I mean, I'm not really sure. I've never used it. I, I, I think mean, it's, either. It's person, isn't it? I think it just kind of like chills you out.
0: Okay. I thought it, for whatever reason, I thought it like made you like hyper, but I guess you're supposed to take it when you are hyper.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think okay. a lot of people use it like recreationally too. And yeah. Like that's mix it with other stuff and get into all sorts of trouble yeah. with that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So but I don't, uh, I don't know. With the Xanax thing, I read somewhere too, how she, you know, Zanny the nanny.
0: Yeah.
1: Was actually Xanax. Yeah, <laughs> that so that's to chill her out. So that's what I was.
0: That's what I was gonna say. So Ooh, he okay. thinks so, sorry, I just no no no. <laughs> no 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 no. But it shows that like you're tracking with me. So he thinks okay. that maybe yeah. um he that maybe she was giving Kaylee Xanax and things to like make her go to sleep and she overdosed and she couldn't wake her up and she felt guilty and she killed her and he even said so I think the prompt was like what do you want to happen to her and he said that he thinks that she should be in jail his own daughter but I mean I would too if like my daughter had this man like I can't and their relationship is severed like they don't talk nothing like that the that's mom really talks to her but the dad is done which I don't blame
1: him I mean he oh I mean put yourself in that scenario yeah. like that's what anyone would probably do yeah. it's just so heartbreaking him. I mean yeah. that's your child you know yeah, yeah it's just and that's I can't imagine going through something like that oh I yeah it...
0: yeah me neither and that's what he said he was like I just can't believe this is my child like my child did this and I'm like sir I can't believe it either that's that's tough but so yeah so she was acquitted and she got i believe it was 3 years time served so she only had to spend 10 days in jail 10 days in jail and then she was living with her lawyer and i mean she was i didn't, at one point people found her and she was like taking refuge at a church so, yeah. uh, they said sanctuary they said sanctuary at a church because the reality is like once this happened like nobody's going to hire you absolutely nobody will hire you nobody's gonna even really want to be your friend because the everybody knows she did it everybody knows yeah. she did it and I mean even the stuff of like I wouldn't want to have my purse near
1: her she takes people's checks like she you just her- you kind of have this scarlet letter after something like yeah. that happens it's like you know you're free you're not in prison but are you really ever free like yeah oh no her life is I feel very okay I, I want to
0: say I feel sorry for her but at the same time I don't because she's a murderer um or right. she's an alleged I guess should we say a lunch murderer because technically uh, she's not she hasn't been she acquitted so yeah but I don't think I mean she's never gonna, makes gonna you a murderer I think killing someone makes you a murderer <laughs> that's true that's true so I mean she and everybody, like, that's the crazy part. Because, you know, if this was like 1850, only her little town would know. Maybe Mary Sue that came to visit for two days would know and would go back and tell her friends that she'd taken her wagon to in Louisiana. But like the whole world will know. The whole world knows. I mean, there's videos about it on YouTube. There's podcasts about it. We're talking about it this is never nancy grace had her whole thing about it you know once nancy grace gets a hold of the story i mean that's it Um, yeah yeah. and um like it's her whole like her her life is ruined so i mean she's in jail technically
1: yeah i mean yeah because she
0: can't do anything
1: well yeah and it just I don't think she ever really learned from it or grew up or no. because I'm seeing stuff about her getting in bar fights and just kind of like continuing to live this just like trashy lifestyle yeah. like, which I, I mean I understand that like things are probably pretty hard for her but at the same time it's like you know you can't you always have a choice you always have a yes. choice in how you react to everything and I think she had she had a choice she could have really committed to herself that she wanted to turn her life around and make something of herself and she could have you know advocated for some cause she's interested in or you yeah. know done something meaningful and positive with her life and she just never has and that's why I like have a really hard time feeling any sympathy for her that yeah know, she's a murderer <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no that's a very good point too because like I think if she at least attempted to do a little bit of something most people will still think she's evil but i think she if she attempted to help in some sort of way to make any sort of positive change in her life that a few people here and there would really maybe open their home they would like give her a job but you're right she hasn't done anything to show that she's changed and the reality is like when people don't face consequences they just keep doing worse and worse like i hate to say it and like i hope i'm not right but it wouldn't surprise me if we see her again in the news for something even bigger because she's never faced consequences for this and sure she's in a prison of her own doing now but that's still I mean she still has money I'm pretty sure she like has made money from like books and things like that so like she's still there's no consequence she didn't receive a consequence and she's a sound like
1: she never received a consequence her entire life I mean she faked her graduation Mm -hmm. that's crazy well (laughs) yeah and like I said before like her parents kind of enabled her like lying habit by just kind of like going along with stuff and like doing whatever they could to protect their daughter and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I know I've come across it in my lifetime. I'm sure you have too, but. The parents who think their kids can never do anything wrong, the kids are usually the problem, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. Or like parents who, uh, when I worked in summer camp
0: and I would tell them, yeah, your child X, my child wouldn't do that. No, I'm telling you, like I've been with them all day and they did that.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I I babysat for a family that was like that. Their children just, oh gosh, they were so difficult and they just never, they thought I was the problem. I was like, all right, you keep thinking that. (laughs) And that,
0: I mean- (laughs) and this all goes back to parenting, I guess. It Casey with Kaylee, Casey, George and Cindy with Casey, it all goes back to like taking your responsibility as a parent seriously. I think that her parents, I mean, I understand, you know, wanting to always believe your child, wanting, I mean, being, I'm, is my brother and I, so, like, I will say I I am teensy bit spoiled in some areas, I'll admit that. I'm the same way, me and my brother. Yeah, so, so, you know, I understand, like, wanting to do that, but you know, once your kid turns a certain age, like you're shaping citizens, you're shaping people that are going to make decisions that can affect other people. And if there's no consequences, then like that, that's why like some of my friends, so my friend and I, we both grew up with kind of like stricter parents. And we were talking about a girl we met or she met in college that I knew and um, how her mom just like does not care like she has no rules her mom does not care about her that's essentially what it is that's what it feels like at least like I mean this girl did any and everything when we were younger and like just was great so it's like at least even if you know you're you are being strict, it shows that you care, and like I get frustrated with my parents even today, like um with how sometimes like, it's just too much, but it shows that they care, and I think yeah. like that lackadaisical, sure, do whatever you want. I mean, there has to be a balance because you know if you're too strict, that can cause other repercussions. I mean, I'm sure there's instances where there's Casey Anthony's with too strict parents, but if you're just too lackadaisical and let your kids get away with any and everything, this is this could be a result.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely knew kids growing up who, you know, their parents just, you know, were always working or, you know, had split up and they were at mom's house and mom was always working. And, you know, it was just, they they had too much freedom to do whatever they wanted. And that's such a formative time in people's lives that they're when they're young and they're impressionable and giving them the message that, oh yeah, it's fine if you go out and do whatever you want, that sticks with them into adulthood. And they're mm-hmm. going to turn into adults who maybe don't always make the best choices.
0: Yeah. And it, we see how it could literally be deadly. It yeah. can literally be deadly. Yeah. Um, last thought- thoughts. On yeah.
1: I, I just, I mean, this is obviously a really heartbreaking case, but I think it's, it can serve as a learning experience too. I mean, like we were just talking about like when you're parenting, like the the choices you make and the way you treat your kid and how you raise them really does matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that it's a learning experience. And I also think it is something that we can think about, um, kind of what we were saying at the beginning about different seasons we're in. I think it's just a reminder that you're in you know you're in your single season for a time you're in your married season for a time you're in your parenting season for a time and just embracing and being in that season I think if she was able to actually be like you know what I'm in the season of being a mother right now let me embrace that and just you know unfortunately her season of single young whateverness was over um she could get that you know in her 80s maybe like but that was over and just embracing the season you're in right now, I think is another lesson that can really come out of this. And that's honestly something I'm going to think about too. And yeah. I, we have tons of people who listen or have kids, um, i people who listen that are, um, in all different types of seasons of your life. But like, this is a definitely just a reminder to embrace your season, um, that you're in. And also to like, maybe don't lie to
1: the police um don't always lie, lie. Don't, don't lie in general in like general. honestly the truth always comes out yeah but especially about big things I mean yeah little things too just don't make it a habit yeah don't lie don't lie it's not like, it's not worth it good takeaways <laughs>
0: all <laughs> right well this was our first like true crime episode thing oh, so i had so much fun thank you again for having yeah. me on this was fun i'm really glad um we did this i'm excited for our next one um we'll announce it later but this next one though is going to be really really good. i honestly kind of want to make it a two-parter cuz i want to get I think we really really into a hefty one <laughs> yeah yeah so um i really hope you guys enjoyed this one and if you did make sure you rate review subscribe um, like, comment, wherever you're listening. If it's on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, wherever you're listening, oh, YouTube and Rumble, comment, like, share. And share this because we really do think there is a market for this. There are people who do wanna listen to different true crime things. And they just kind of don't want all the wokeness in the back and the little sheet shots. And honestly, I don't know how many are going to give you like a nice little nugget about not lying and um, (laughs) enjoying your seasons and uh, making sure you're raising your kids properly. I mean, how many people are going to do that? Okay.
1: I'll find those silver linings.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. You guys, everybody have a good rest of your day, wherever and however you're listening. Bye. Bye. thank you for listening to those other girls with mallory and bailey make sure you like comment and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms head over to our website thoseothergirls.com to read our blogs and receive exclusive content and connect with us on instagram at those other girls and on twitter at tog underscore Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.